Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Wolves Weekly. Match Day Live Extra. Wolves 2, Chelsea 1. One of the most incredibly bizarre games of football we have seen in a long time. Maybe lacking in quality in parts, but certainly not lacking in entertainment, in tempo, and in the end, character from a Wolves team that got themselves in front by the head of Mario Lamina, his third of the season, meeting the corner in from the right-hand side from Pablo Sarabia. As actually Wolves had started the second half really strongly. Chelsea arguably had the better of the first half, though that was maybe inspired by Wolves being so generous at this time of year, nearly gifting Raheem Sterling a free one-on-one. In fact, it was a three-on-zero. He had two players there. He could have laid it off to either side. Chose to go for goal. Jose Sarr making a big, important save. Uh, eventually, after Mario Lamina put Wolves in front, Matt Doherty scored late on as Wolves were looking to try and see the game out. Hugo Breno's low cross. Uh, Benoit Badeashile's defensive touch fell to Doherty. Eight yards out. Lovely side foot finishes the bottom corner. There was hope for Chelsea. Cross in from the right-hand side. Christopher Nkunku found himself free. Six yards out to head home. We played 113 minutes of this game. Part of that down to lengthy bit of treatment for Craig Dawson, who went off injured for Wolves. But they saw the job through and got themselves a very welcome early Christmas present of three points. I'm Mikey Burrows, watching the company of Andy Thompson and Lee Naylor. And I say, sometimes a game can lack quality and just be a poor game to watch. Both sides made mistakes in that game. There was people miscontrolling things all over the place, misplacing passes, and yet it all conspired to be such a fascinating watch. Yeah, I'll, I'll, great, great spectacle. Um... I'm sure, I'm sure Pochettino was going to be absolutely fuming with his players. Um, I mean, if he had someone who could put the ball in the back of the net, it would be a totally different scoreline. Um, because we, you know, I think they, I think we, we, in the second half, just put it to them. I said, I said before the game that their, 
back line were vulnerable if you get at them. And we didn't do that first half, and you could tell. The minute the second half started, we were right at it. We were pressing from the front. Our block was, was a high block. That means we, 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 uh, we got the ball from their players high up the pitch, uh, intercepted it, and put them under pressure a lot. And they struggled. Um, and fair play to us. We, we kept it on all, all second half and earned the victory. Yeah, I thought we were just positive straight from the, the second half, the kickoff. I just thought that we took the game to Chelsea um, and just a little bit of quality that got us the two goals. So, like, it's been positive in the play. But we went out for the second goal, winning it out there, passing the ball forward, making sure that we're committing people into there. And, looks, I think sometimes you make your own luck in, in, in situations. And I think the second goal was definitely one of come a rebound off a Chelsea player and it fell to Doherty who we know is, seems to be always in the right area and, and can finish. He's got a cool head in front of goal, but it's all about the, so like, the way that we played. I thought that it, the majority of the game said it was, it was a great game to watch if he was a neutral, watching both teams, but there was just a number of mistakes from both teams oh. in that final third, like Chelsea missing chances, um, people miscontrolling it, people just not kicking it out or just getting in the way of each other. We've seen... And, and I say from both teams, but it, it made for a good game. It made for a good game. And so, look, it's, it was enjoyable to watch. Nerve-wracking as a supporter, but as a fan. Um, but I just thought that we probably just edged it, especially after that second-half performance. I thought that we were positive in, in what we played uh, and how we went about it, and, and we got the two goals. Yeah, it can be funny sometimes, can't it? I mean, if you talk about the stats in the first half, Chelsea had an XG of 0.99 to Wolves 0.5. Chelsea had 61% of the ball in that first half and eight shots to Wolves five. Wolves actually didn't have a shot on target in mm. the first half. Yeah, it didn't feel like that. They got into good areas, no. but they weren't able to really test the goalkeeper. But second half, a lot closer in terms of XG. Actually, Chelsea had 77% of the ball in the second half alone but Wolves had more shots nine to eight and they had six on target in that second half that's a huge turnaround yeah. for so little of the ball actually yeah. six shots on target from 23% possession yeah, it, and that, that came from nicking it high up uh, pinching it from from their midfield from their sloppy passes from their miscontrols they looked nervous at times didn't yeah, they coming out from the back and, and, and you know we we countered that and I, I think you know, the, the the boys that came on done well. Doc went and got his goal. Uh, and it's a team, it's a, it's, it's a collective contribution throughout the squad. Um, <laughs> this is amazing. How many passes do you think Wolves attempted in the second half? Oh, it can't have been that many because we didn't see much of the ball. So, I'm talking, well, 200? Three. 300, I mean. I was just oh, going to... I was going to say three. <laughs> Not just three. three. 300. Well, no. the answer's two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we played for about an hour in that second yeah, half. Yeah. Three. 300. Um, 89. Wow. Is that all it was? And how many successful? 40. Wow. Just 45% success rate. But that was the game, rate. though. Like, I mean, what was Chelsea's? Because it was Chelsea, so sloppy. Chelsea in the second half alone had 310 passes... Uh, 269 accurate. So 269 accurate passes compared to Wolves 40. 
wow. in that second half. And yet Wolves got two goals and won the game. Yeah, and some of these Make sense of that for me. Some of these people live off stats. I'll tell you what, it just, it just shows you, doesn't it? It just shows you like about when people talk about stats and data and information, yeah. what they need. It just shows you that he, <laughs> they're not always right. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure that the the up the chances of you scoring if you're having more possession but, or more opportunities. But, but this is the thing, because you look at it and you go, well, actually, Wolves had a better, um, or had more successful dribbles yeah. than Chelsea did in that second half. They had more successful crosses than yeah. Chelsea had in that second half. Tell you what, the, the quality wasn't bad from wide areas. I thought that it was better. Than, say the goals come from um, a corner was, where we've, we've mentioned about yeah, the it was set literally, plays. Yeah, literally from the first from the first corner where it was it was rubbish. From then on, I thought the quality was yeah. was really good up there. Sarabia delivered. Yeah, he did. He did. And again, Saloka and, and Lamina just getting his head to it. He wasn't didn't have to jump or nothing. Just basically just present on the on the ball. Yeah, um, talk to me about that because that spell just after half time. Wolves had a decent spell just before yeah. half time, and they came out and they started really well. It's important, I think, but that's come from the manager. He's recognised what was. What we could have imposed on on Chelsea, and he's worked that out and gone and gone and done that. Um, the players have gone and obviously out on the pitch and performed that, and they've done it brilliantly. Second half, yeah, you could just see from the manager as well. So he's telling his team to be more advanced up the up the pitch um, with the reaction of his, his his body language and just making sure that people are just getting up there and being positive. Because again, I'm going to keep saying it. When we are positive, when we are more advanced, higher up the pitch, we looked a better team. And I said in, initially in that first, what, 15, 20 minutes in the second half, yeah. because we were higher up, we caused um, Chelsea all kinds of trouble. They, they wanted too much time on the ball, they were nervous on the ball. And how many times did we pinch the ball? Yeah. So look from them, or nearly get a, uh, an interception on it. Because uh, yeah, I just think that comes from our starting position. Yeah, yeah of course it, does. it It would have been so interesting to see the first half starting position, uh, yeah, average starting position, and the second half average starting position. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I seen uh, at one point all our players at least 10, 15 yards in our first half, uh, in our half, in the first half, and in the second half, everyone was up, was up against them, challenging them, running at them, trying to get the ball off them, trying to pinch it. It's so much of a difference. It does. It makes a big difference to your team, because if you're allowing players the quality what they've got, and they have got a quality team, but if you're giving players that much time and space, of course they're going to pick out a pass, or of course they're going to pick up a runner. But <coughs> you, if you get in the faces, all of a sudden we saw Chelsea miss hitting clearances, coming miscontrolling it, taking that extra touch where we we nicking the ball. It just looked when we do be well when we are positive that we cause teams problems. And, and this is the the kind of the mockery of, of um, possession as a as a guideline statistic because Wolves lost at West Ham last week with fifty six percent of the ball. They drew with Nottingham Forest with sixty eight percent of the ball. Um, they had fifty one percent against Burnley, and yet they have beaten Chelsea with their lowest possession of, of the season in thirty one. They beat Spurs with 42% of the ball and they beat Man City with 32% of the ball. We don't want the ball. Don't give us the ball and we're good. Well, 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 <laughs> to be fair, we've said that before. When we have a lot of possession, we seem to struggle in games. And I don't know what it is, but when we when we have little <laughs> possession with it, we seem to cause a, a bigger of a problem. We seem to be more of a problem to teams. 
I don't know what it is, but it just, it just, like you say, you talk about data and stats and everything, and you look at the possession, you would think, well, you're going to have more opportunities to, to score goals. Counter-attack. I, yeah. think, I think that's where we've been uh, powerful with with um, Cunha, who's such a powerful runner, fast, powerful runner, and then you've got Juan, who just, he chases people down for fun, and he, he, don't, give, he don't give them a second. Um so, yeah, that's where I think that's come from. Is this about, though, uh, as we look to move forward with this Wolves team, in Gary O'Neill knowing the the right horses for courses? Because Xiao Gomez today was unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Yep. Uh, as he was against Chelsea here last it season. It looked like he just went and picked up the man of the match. The man of the match, there yeah. You go. Rightfully so. And absolutely superb, right? But he's unreal in a situation where you don't have much of the ball and you need somebody to be snapping around. In certain games... Do, do you have to look and go, actually, maybe we don't play him in that one and we play like a Tommy Doyle in there who can move the ball slightly differently? And, and in the same way, you know, in other positions and certain players who, who maybe aren't quite right in certain situations. Like today, Eight Nuri, perfect player for this type of game. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's difficult because, as you said, every game's different, different. You're playing against different players every week who've got different attributes. Um, but what you want in your own team as a manager is consistency and I think that the more the more playing time each player gets uh, the consistent they get and the better performances they, they give so it, it's difficult to swap swap around you can swap around in the front areas more than you can so defensively I think one one unit in terms of the back line is one you want to keep consistent throughout the season I think that's really important everywhere else you can change here and there I think it's more wise to keep a, a steady team I think uh, like under Nuno they, they had the smallest changed. yeah they had yeah. the smallest squad and they played every week the same same players so that's I think that's important to do but you're going you're gonna to have to be adaptable yeah I, I just think that Lamina and him seem more compatible in there together I think that they give you a little bit of grip but they've got that quality as well they seem to work off each other as well I think they're, they're both strong on the, strong on the ball because they so that physical strength but I do think that both of them complement each other and I think that's the reason why he plays both of them uh, in there because yeah. of the way they play uh, Matt says Rodar look but Lamina and Gomez superb hopefully Nick three off either of the next two and a decent points total Going into the new year, Robert says, brilliant and well-deserved win. Happy Christmas. Andy Frost says, Merry Christmas, Wolves fans around the world. Christmas Day will be so much sweeter for that win. Uh, Mick says, in that, the Premier League in a nutshell, 16 bang average teams and four others uh, didn't enjoy the game perhaps that much today. Uh, Rob says, Gomez, terrific today, along with Super Mario. Um, John says, three points, we move on. Uh, this one says that second half was more like the Wolves team we all know we can be still plenty of nervous moments at the back and if Chelsea had a decent finisher we may well have lost today however we did exactly what we needed to do and pressed with intent that's from Greg Cooper and Mitch Davis says is there a better value for money player in the Premier League than Mario Lamina in 2023 a year of Mario Super Mario I mean the way he took his goal he's actually popped up twice now at set pieces uh, this season we, we were talking in the commentary about the fact that we haven't scored enough from set pieces. We haven't got enough yeah. people on the end of it. We're still waiting for Craig Dawson to match what he started on his Wolves debut. Uh, Maximilian Kilman hasn't scored for 70-odd Premier League games. Neither has Nelson Semedo. And yet, 
other players are starting yeah. to chip in. Yeah, Lamina's not known for scoring. Let's be honest. He's, he's not known for that, but he's he's chipped in. Um, and, you know, on, on the back of what you were saying about Lamina, he's been fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Um, he, has, he has performed to a high standard uh, this season, uh, and hopefully that may continue. But... For me, it's down to the gaffer of what of what he's what he's uh, implemented to the to, to the players and the are putting it out there on the pitch. So I think he's got a big, uh, you know, a big say in that. Yeah, I, I think he's be probably one of the first on the team sheet when he's when he's fit or he's he's available. Iman Gomez, I, I just think they just give us something different in there. I think that they allow other players to play. I think that the people around them. Because of their work rate, the way that they're aggressive, I say, look, that's the reason. <laughs> the way that Lamina plays, he's, he's always got that tendency to get booked. But you wouldn't have him any other way. I say, look, I know he's got to try and uh, sort it out, but he takes that away from him if he take away that little bit of a uh, not anger, but like say, like um, toughness in there. What he's got, and I just think that he, he's just so well in there for us, and he makes me feel a lot more comfortable with them to him there. Because if they are closed down, they're players who can hold on to the ball because of the strength of what they've got. On. And also as well, the ability uh, when they've got the ball. But yeah, we look a better team with those two together and, and we always have done so far this year. One of the comments in there talked about obviously getting a three points, maybe a touch unexpected from some, but it, it takes the pressure off going to Brentford and then having Everton here before the new year. Again, I think you you you, you look at games and you, you sort of... Uh, well, as a manager and think, yeah, I can see points there, I can see points there, I, can, I can't see points there. And I think you go through a season where you've got a target in your head um, and there'll be quite a few games that we've played here where I thought, and we all thought, where we weren't going to get points and we have this season. Um, so, you know, fair play to the boys and it's about backing performances up and we've said it in the past. Um, but we've we've put performances out there and... We, and that's the standard. That's the standard we've got to keep to. Um, and, you know, it's down to the boys to do that. Yeah, I mean, on the latest Wolves Weekly podcast, which is still available to listen to, um, it was the Press Pack mid-season review and John Percy of The Telegraph, Charlotte Dunker of The Times and Liam Keane of The Express and Star. We were talking about the fact that expectations change as the season goes on. And when... Before a ball was kicked, many people thought this team would be in a relegation dogfight. Many people thought... A lot of the pundits did, didn't well, they? Yeah, and many people thought they were nailed on for relegation. And we've got to the midway stage now, pretty much at the midway stage, and they are firmly mid-table. And they are closer to the European places than they are to the bottom three. And a lot of people deserve credit for that. It's not been perfect. Let's, let's be honest, there have been I mean, some dips along the way. And we haven't been as lucky as what we should have been as well with some of the decisions as well. So if you're looking at that and you put another six points onto that, it's... Well, that's an interesting point, isn't it, in terms of luck evening itself out. Um, maybe not in VAR decisions, but in Chelsea players uh, completely missing chances. Nicholas Jackson had one in the first half where he was unmarked at the yeah. far post and the that's ball rolled incredible. underneath his foot. Like, uh, th there were a few, let's be honest. They, there, were, there was... Well, Sterling second three, There was three or four chances for them that... Sh any good strikers finishing I'm not let's not you know beat around the bush any any good strikers finishing it it's, it's as simple as that so that's what that's what I said before and then that scoreline could have been very different if they had a striker that could put, put the ball in the back of the net 
but they haven't and it's our luck and we'll take it as You're, simple as that yeah what do they do what do they do the other side of Christmas Tomo Brentford away next up hopefully maybe some players back from illness there's been a lot yeah. of it in the camp just got to get look so I, I still think we're, we, we've got the making of a very good side still oh, just got to get rid of the silly little mistakes which cost us at West Ham we got away with it today because of the finishing of Chelsea or their forward playing Chelsea um, get rid of those silly mistakes because I think that we'll we could have a very good second part of the season if we can just tighten things up be a little bit more clinical in that top end which we're more than capable of doing and I'll, I'll just think that it'll be an interesting um, second half of the uh, the year with the game because say the way we play, so like we, we look a good side, and players back, might be players coming in in January, maybe. So I think he'll add to things as well. So look, it's, he knows he's got a good side here, and he knows just got to try and get the best out of them consistently all the time. Yeah, I think it's important that our home form stays strong. If if that continues, then I can see us doing well. I mean, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how many points we've accumulated at home and away. If you've got that info, that's how I love that. Yeah, yeah. Right? he love that. Uh, I do, yeah. He does. He does. Um, uh, I mean, the away form has been a problem for quite a while. Um, Wolves have now picked up 15 points at home and just seven away. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's important to pick up. The, the the points away from home it's, it's massively important but this place needs to stay strong needs to be a place where people don't want to come here because let's be honest all the big teams have come here and, and we've done well we've done very well we've picked up some good points um, so that needs that needs to stay and we need to keep fighting and pushing and trying to get better yeah, I just think, I just think Christmas period is a, a massive period in the calendar of the football isn't it I think we've got Everton at home next home game, is it? Everton here. That's going to be a tough game because he's got them fired up with everything that's happened and surrounding them. That's going to be a difficult game. He's got them He's got them fighting. Um, so, again, there's no reason why we can't take the three points, but, again, we've, it's going to be more of a battle, I think, against Everton, and we've just got to make sure that we stay strong. Well, I mean, of the uh, top ten, only three... Uh, have to come here uh, in the rest of the season. That's Arsenal, West Ham and Man United. So Wolves still have to play Bournemouth, Fulham, Brentford, Crystal Palace, Everton, Luton and Sheffield they're United. They're your toughies. Like, all they're, for yeah. me, they're, they're your toughies. Well, we make like, them tough, don't we? Yeah, they're, well, they are because they're battling teams and, and you know, the, the likes of Chelsea, they they they're, they were passive. Like, they, they really were. Let's be, let's be honest. And they have to, they have to impose themselves on the opposition so Chelsea would have come here saying to themselves they, they've got to win they have to win it's, we're Chelsea we're going to win well you saw the reaction of their players when things went against them yeah. and like on the knees or lying on the floor and stuff like that and, and at the end of the game they were distraught and it just shows you the pressure what's on Yeah. The, and, and look and, but and we the, all understand why but the other teams are not going to be like that the other teams are battlers they're, they're teams that have got to earn their wins so it's a total different total different look um, thank you both for enjoyed it Michael uh, seeing you company. on this uh, festive Brilliant, time of the year as ever Tomo and I will be at Brentford um, are you with us for Everton Everton when's Everton mate 30th <laughs> <Talk to laughs> yes Woo. yeah he's here so we will look back on the year 
uh, in total then. Um, so we'll talk more about the highs and lows of the year just gone. Um, I was going to get Tomo to do a Queen speech, but uh, <laughs> we, we'll leave him to it because he's had a Bovril today. He's had a he's lovely day. He's had a Bovril. He's been on it. He's Got been a, on it. I've had a, bo- had a Bovril. <laughs> Got the right result. There we go, mate. What oh more no, do you want mate, for Christmas? What more that. do you Happy want? Happy Christmas. And a big Santa from you, mate. <laughs> and he's now back to the North Pole to help uh, Father Christmas get the sleigh ready. I've got my gloves ready. Just putting the last two toys together. <laughs> I've got you a rocket horse, uh, Michael. <laughs> Thank you both, as ever. Thank you, mate. I love Thanks, being with mate. you. Andy Thompson, Lee Naylor, alongside myself, Mikey Burrows, here at Molyneux. A very Merry Christmas from the three of us to you, wherever you are in the Wolves worldwide family. I hope you have a great Christmas. Wolves 2, Chelsea. Wolves Weekly, Matchday Live Extra. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.